1: This is the CW Spiral, a podcast run by three survivors of the CW's colon in 2022. We're your hosts, Sabrina Reed,
2: Michael Patterson, and Reed Gowden,
1: bringing you history about the network and the WB, the latest news, and in-depth spoiler discussions of the best and messiest shows to ever grace the small screen. So I feel like we're finally getting the part, the pod started on CW things. It's like a CW heavy. For the first time. And it feels like a very long time in terms of being able to talk about a show, talk about news that's important to us and not us just keeping y'all updated. Uh, but I guess we should start with the rebranding of the CW. Which I mean, to be fair, it is, but kinda not. I mean, we we gussied up the logo and we gave it a hot new color. That's yeah, what I They we are.
2: want us to believe it's like a hard launch, but it's giving soft launch. Mm -hmm. (laughs) like didn't we spot this logo on the wild card trailer a couple of weeks ago um i mean it's nice to look at uh but apart from the dropping of the the it's not all that different is it
3: yeah so if nobody if you don't know they took they deleted the from the logo the cw logo so it's no longer in its cute little cubby in the sea and they just have like an orange color now
1: it's called hot sauce which is kind of cute. I feel like it kind of pairs well with wild cards in that way.
3: Mm-hmm. But the, I mean, the wild card um, art is orange. Mm-hmm. Maybe they were inspired. I don't know.
4: Perhaps. I
1: just feel. I don't feel anything about it. I mean, it's nice. It's kind of like when they just decide to revamp a logo and they don't tell you anything about it, and you're like, oh, this is nice, right? Um, but yeah. they told us about this one, and they made sure everyone knew we were in. Once again, a new era for
3: the CW. Yeah, the new CW. Yeah, and
1: it's just I mean, she's cute.
3: Yeah. <laughs> tepid <laughs> on the color scheme, tepid on the logo, tepid on I mean, jumping off of the colors, they have like the orange logo and then like different backgrounds, which I'm not sure like when they decide when they're gonna use the mint green or the there's like a dark blue and a pink. Oh, oh right. Mm
1: the the pink is interesting i'm not sure if the pink with the orange is really going well at least not for my eyes but perhaps other people are enjoying that color combination
3: maybe i do like the the stage
1: that's a which, nice idea yeah
3: you have to see in the in the video where they like expand the cw towards like it's like a i'm not going to say stage cuz it really is not giving stage but i like the cute name it's just like <laughs> a little little bar with like parentheses mm-hmm. and I, what do they put in it i don't know words
1: so, words so like it'll open i think um they did it for wild cards where it said cw and then it opens and it says cw original in it mm. and i was like oh that's nice it to me kind of gives scroll you know like we were just yeah. opening a, an old scroll I, I think it'll be interesting when they decide to put more than perhaps like a line in there um, if there's information, I kind of want it to work like a pop-up video, where like when you're watching their versions of episodes, where where the CW uh, will pop up, the logo will pop up, and then it'll unscroll and it'll give you a fun mm. fact. Like I think that would be very cute. I'm sure they'll use it for advertisement when they don't have to put so much information. Up. For wild cards when it aired, the the advertisement for the college basketball games did not come in the in, on the stage. It came to the left. With the faded basketball imprint and then a bunch of information, it was a bumper that was not that attractive. So I wonder as we keep going forward whether or not we'll get better with those since the CW doesn't tend to do them outside of their shows.
3: So wait, do they? is it is the stage only being used in promotional materials or is it going to like the logo in the corner of the screen? Are they going to use the stage that way?
1: I think at some point they might use the stage that way. I feel like that would
3: be nice to put like the show's title in or like get... I feel like as a society, we've evolved past the need for the little the little advertisements above the logo that says like, it's advertising a show that's on like three nights yeah, away. Okay. It's like, who is that swaying? It's in the <laughs> way. <laughs> get it out of here. I don't know why they need that. Um, if you like it, I love that for you. I just, I've never really... It's distracting to me, um, but it would be nice if they use the stage like in the middle of a, of a scene, it all of a sudden expands and it's like, boop, watch Walker on Thursday at four. That's not a time or a date that Walker's actually on, but you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yes. And then it goes away. And it, like, I don't know, I think it would be a fun thing to watch the CW logo open and mm-hmm. present information and then close back up.
2: It would be more eye catching than just the typical one sitting there the whole time. And it's faded. It's like, what does that say? I yeah. No one knows.
1: Mm-mm. Though to, to take a note from our music pod, they could bring us back to the 2000s and have it open when a song drops.
0: Love Just that. in case mm. people don't
1: know.
2: Oh, we don't do that anymore? Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah.
1: Mole. You have been note-taking rather well and getting I mean, things done. So once again,
2: we're
3: expanding upon their ideas and giving them good ones for free. I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Bring us into consult, please.
3: Yeah. I mean, we've only been begging since what twenty twenty two. Yeah,
1: but it's true though. I mean, it just feels like, as consumers of the network and people who talk about it and think about the CW a lot.
3: Mm-hmm. And view see what other networks do well and poorly. Mm-hmm. Just you know, food for thought.
1: I know. For instance, creep off of CBS. They should. They're the ones to be looking at. Yeah, mm-hmm. they've mm-hmm. got it unlocked. They truly do. Yeah. But moving to. um Something that happened at this point is probably about two weeks ago, but James Gunn had liked a tweet about Superman and Lois coming back, which then had us wanting to manifest a retrospective since if he's going to pay attention to it, we want some money thrown at the show so that we can get a nice (laughs) little sit down with the cast.
2: It does feel like the lines have been blurred. And I guess that's one of the good things about this DC universe era, because you never hear the movie executives talking about the TV shows. In the former DC, it was like, well, TV shows exist. We're, we're focused on our movie universe. And I know the movie universe is going to ultimately be the death of the TV world because now they're both merging as far as DC goes. But like, to see James Gunn acknowledge Superman at Lois being filmed, I think that's a good thing because he's going to relaunch the DC universe with a superman movie and yet we have an amazing superman on tv with an amazing lois lane on tv and because of everything going on at the cw because of everything going on at warner brothers that show is coming to an end which means it's going to be the end of an era not just stuff the arrow verse offshoots but if dc television as it was going forward any dc shows are going to be streaming on max a part of the dc un- movie universe so it would make sense to acknowledge the end of the, an era like this we Arrow got a retrospective on the old CW and rightfully so, it launched a whole new era but like The Flash should have got one, Riverdale should have got one E-hack, even Supergirl should have got one even though it ended before the whole cancellation period started so it would be awesome if we finally could acknowledge this the end of this era with the retrospective that it deserves and let's be honest, Superman at Lois its name has come up in conversations that don't necessarily revolve around the genre because of the kind of hard-hitting and uh, thought-provoking stuff it does and the, the storylines it tackles I would love a retrospective for the show. It deserves it, and especially as it's going to mark the end of a major era for, that lasts for over a decade. Yeah, give them what they deserve.
1: I should get it. I also think that like CW should be celebrating the eraverse, and since DCTV on CW is coming to an end to mark that era, there's been so much concentration on uh, the CW previously not having a brand or how they want to move away from what was previously on the network even though it's clear that they're utilizing what was previously on the network to promote Mm -hmm. what's coming like i don't see why we can't do a farewell to superheroes on cw and to the actors who made the channel notable after they'd finished with the era of gossip girl and vampire diaries uh soups came in and that was the brand i don't really see why we didn't feel like the CW had a brand, even though it had br- its brand kept shifting. But that is another soapbox that we've gotten on so many times, so I will not pull it out. But I just feel like it is an opportunity to respect what came before while we prepare to move forward. Mm-hmm.
3: Even if the CW is not going to do it, I know there's somebody our age who was a filmmaker and a fan of these shows, and I know they got a good Arrowverse documentary in them. Mm-hmm. For sure. I don't know where it would land, but I... I think so many fans would love that, even if it's a book too.
2: Mm-hmm. There's there's so many stories in this universe, and it just it so feels many weird. people
3: so many perspectives yeah. that we haven't
2: heard from. And I, don't it's know. Just I would so watch it, and I don't even like the shows. Yeah. <laughs> it would just be so unfortunate for all of that to be lost to history because i know we're moving away from the idea of superheroes on tv we're moving away from so much of the old cw uh it just this universe burned so brightly and it made so many headlines in its head uh, it would be just awful to see it it's been going out with a fizzle for the last two or three years because of everything going on we produce a final season and then we move on to the next hit the CW is looking for its next hit it's fine it has mi- minor successes in that area but it hasn't really had any kind of like juggernauts in the way that most of these shows were for the original CW so it would just be aw- awful to like buy out of this time period buy out of this universe without really acknowledging the the um attention it brought the it brought the CW without acknowledging how it changed the world for, for this genre itself um yeah like Reed said so many stories in this universe to be told and A a 30-minute retrospective could tell you so many of them, never mind an hour-long retrospective. So I I really don't feel like it would be that much of an undertaking to do, and it's the least this universe deserves. Just to quickly backtrack,
3: I want to clarify. When I say I don't like the shows, it doesn't mean I hate them. I know. (laughs) When I say I don't like them, I mean I didn't watch them. (laughs) (laughs) I forget that not everybody knows my thoughts the way that you guys do. (laughs) (laughs) we got it. <laughs> we do because michael <laughs> and i were just blank with it you know exactly what you mean
1: but i do um to take this conversation but also make a, a note to the television academy this is your last chance to respect the work that Batik Toluk has done on superman and lois so please i mean i feel like if the superman and lois was on max it might have gotten some emmy love mm-hmm. i do
3: and i just feel like it at least for like special effects
1: I know I just feel like the acting was was as like top tier and so has has the special effects and the storytelling like did I necessarily expect them to win win an Emmy no but I also think the acknowledgement of the work that has just been so fantastic should be there
2: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. oh without a doubt I know what you mean it was it was uh, frustrating going through the award season and just knowing that the show wasn't going to get the attention it deserved um it's it's broke boundaries as far as what it can do in the special effects realm and the performances realm and the storyline realm and where we just have to get used to the fact that these shows don't get that kind of love. But like, you're right, if it was on a streaming service, it would have been thrown into more of those conversations. If it was on a cable network, it would have been thrown into more of those conversations. Heck, if it was 10 years ago on network TV, it might have been thrown into those conversations because it definitely has that family drama. This is all small esque kind of appeal to it, Friday Night Lights. So it, defi- it definitely would have been in those conversations, whether it got the nominations or not. But like, it just feels like we're so far away from that era now that it's never going to get that kind of acknowledgement. But you're right, Sabrina, it has one more chance to make it happen. And after the work Bitsy Tulloch delivered last season, it was a shame that no one bothered considering this show because it definitely deserved that. So I would love that. That would be a nice way to go out, wouldn't it? With some, some of the ki- that kind of award attention because this show definitely deserves it.
3: I'm so sick of the superhero stigma and the CW stigma. It's like... How don't we move past that
1: i know i mean because the only t- for uh, that i can remember the two shows in recent history for the cw and it's not even that much of recent history uh that have gotten attention is uh great girlfriend and jane the virgin well deserved truly but there have also been shows that came before and after that deserved it as well and i just yeah. feel like to pretend as if it has to be completely genre breaking in order for it to be getting uh, like awards recognition is not fair because that's not the standard to which the other television shows are held to. Mm-hmm.
3: And I just, I can't every time I see someone say like, Oh, it's on the CW. Blah, 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 like that it just happened last night. I saw it last night. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> what? Like, like what is it like you didn't watch it so how do you know it's bad it doesn't matter where it's airing doesn't mean just because it's airing on this doesn't mean it's bad it's like i know people are watching stuff from the most random places and calling it great and i'm like so why is it different for the cw again this is a soapbox we don't need to pull out but it's just like come on like the hypocrisy (laughs) hypocrisy is just it's it's alive and well i'll say that much
1: it is I mean, it really is. And I just don't, perhaps one of the things that we might have to adjust to, so I want to prepare us now, is that as they rebrand and the audience broadens and more people begin to sit down, we might start entering into eras which we are like, wow, I guess the CW wasn't that bad, or the CW was in its banging era. And we we'll are like, are you new?
2: Yeah. <laughs> like we're, someone's
3: going to say, like, oh, this is good for the CW. For the what? <laughs> <laughs> As if they hadn't been making quality content for its entire run. Okay, thank you. I <laughs> right, like
4: we're gonna have to hold tight, we're
1: have to be strong, because it's gonna be a lot. I can feel it in my spirit as we move through this year, and they continue to expand the roster.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I tell you, if Jones get if Joan gets awards, Buzz, it's gonna be intolerable on Twitter. Be like, oh, this is good for the seed I'm like, where have you been the last sixteen years? Well, the I know. button's gonna get a workout oh, on yeah. that day. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Our last piece of news is exciting in the sense that the CW may be getting back into business with Netflix. It really just depends on if this is a one off deal, or if it's something that we might be able to expect down the line. But For those who love football and have actually been watching the sports programming on The CW, Inside the NFL is going to be streaming on Netflix. I think it already started. I think the um, first episode dropped yesterday. Um, What they're doing is that they're going to be releasing the last five episodes of the program each week because they're covering the playoffs and the Super Bowl uh, I think that will bring a new audience to Inside the NFL, which has been doing solid for the CW in terms of its numbers. But obviously, given how long the program has been an institution within the sports industry, those aren't the number. Like I think they're around three hundred thousand plus um, viewers each week, which are not the numbers that a program of that prestige wants. So the Netflix deal makes sense. I'm just hoping though, for scripted content, this means that we might be back in business
3: yeah i'm curious if this is um a deal that comes from the cw or the nfl like who wanted more eyeballs on this show either way it's mutually beneficial it's i feel like a win-win for the cw and the nfl unless people just watch it on netflix and then don't go to the cw for the next season just thinking out loud here but yeah i hope that they realize more eyeballs on shows no matter what is good mm-hmm.
2: period i don't know <laughs> <laughs> we've been waiting for so long for them to uh, do a netflix deal again or the cw at least and this is not what i expect but i mean like reed said we don't know whether it was, was the nfl or the cw but irrespective of that it could start a new era for them if they wanted to I know Star seems to be more about getting numbers on the night, watching scripted content uh, on a day- weekly basis. But you know, we're moving we're living in a streaming world now. We're no longer moving into a streaming world. Streaming dominates this world. And it's the reason that the CW shows like Riverdale and Dynasty became the phenomenons that they are. It's the reasons why shows like the Flash outside of the US became the phenomenons that they are. Um, so it would make sense. Honestly, it makes sense to get more eyeballs on your content, regardless. Look how well Riverdale season two did after the first season dropped on Netflix, that huge surge in viewership because more people knew what it was. So we're not no longer in that era where that will translate as cleanly as that did. But hey, if people watch this show, see series of Inside the NFL on Netflix, and then some of them transfer back over to the CW for the next one, makes total sense. It like it, it's a win. It's a win worth taking at this point.
3: I'm hoping we're realizing that gatekeeping was not the move.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, I think what's different too about it is that this show is still going to air on the CW. Um, so it'll continue to air its episodes on Tuesdays at 8pm it's just on Wednesdays at 3pm Eastern Standard Time you'll be able to watch it if you weren't able to catch it on the CW Now I don't know whether or not that means that you can't watch the episodes on the CW app and CWTV.com anymore. I didn't read like Netflix had an exclusive streaming deal with them Um. that is just a licensing deal but I don't know uh, I'm intrigued by it because if they do that for this Unscripted program. I wonder if they might consider when it comes to a new show doing what they do for international audiences when they do for Riverdale, you know, where it would play in the US and then it would land on Netflix the next day mm-hmm. I- internationally. Wow. Obviously, not for those in the US. We were roughing it with the commercials on the CW app. But like I just feel like it'd be interesting if they decide to do that.
3: I'm on my hands and knees pleading for wild cards to be on Netflix
2: on the oh. summer. <laughs> I know. I they hope should do so. that. Yeah. I think that'd be good. Like, capital CW is capitalizing off that Riverdale audience. Like, let Netflix internationally do the same.
3: The two stars are in two of the most popular shows on Netflix, like acquired shows. It's like you see their faces and you're like, oh, I'll click. Right. Boom, hit show. I'm again, free ideas. <laughs> I know.
1: And like, Jack Meryl and Vanessa deserve. Like Vanessa read when you dropped that tweet about her being on the talk. Like that it's coming together.
3: You heard it here first. CW Spiral <laughs> Manifestation exclusive.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's what we need. I feel like this is the best way to go to Hop in the car and go to Vancouver for wild cards. We finally could talk about it with spoilers. Um, if you have not watched. It is streaming on the CW app. Go get your life. I mean, it is impeccable and it's fun. And Vanessa can truly shines. I laughed at everything and I'd already seen the episode.
2: That's- Same. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Like that opening scene, for example, like as soon as it started, and this, again, it's like Sabrina, it's my second time watching it. As soon as it started, just the smile that appears across your face. She's so in her element, loving life, living her best life. And Max is such a like, Energetic character, and she just captures your attention right from the beginning. And oh, that smile never left my face throughout the whole episode. She's just infectious. Mm-hmm. She is it's so good.
1: The jokes land. I think what makes it great too is that it is the kind of television. That doesn't take itself too seriously. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like I'm watching someone's pretentious dream unfold. I mean, I love a good prestige drama. I love yeah. um high intellectual shows, but they are not the end all and be all of television. And I think there's just says something about a blue sky drama
3: yeah, that you truly does a- its own. You've got to also know like what you're making, because there are moments in this episode that get a little bit heavier, like when they have their heart to heart about his brother or the other's another one, even like the resolution of the mystery. They still know what show they're making. It's not all of a sudden we're all like, okay, let's all collectively go for the Emmy because, you know, Mm -hmm. there's sometimes there's those shows where it's like they do a little too much. Yeah. Mhm. And like that's I mean, I can't fault them. You got to do what you got to do, but also it's like just kind of know what the tone is. And it really Wild Cards really walks that line really well where they're not going too maudlin but they can hit those emotional beats in a way that is fitting to this
2: to this genre. Mm-hmm. They know exactly what kind of show they want to make, and I think that's why it works so well. Like it, it it's giving like 90s a uh, buddy comedy kind of action movie but at the same time with uh, like the glossiness of network tv and it comes together really well like we've seen this concept of the of two reluctant partners recycled in so many different genres and the ones that make a more serious tale know well that's what they want to do but since it's such a fun concept i don't think that often comes across in those programs or those movies whereas with this one this really like really leans into the how silly the concept is and you're right sabrina we said unserious so many times in a review of the pilot or spoiler free review of the pilot um it was like take a drink every time someone says unserious because honestly that's exactly what the show is and it knows it what not it wants to be. it's not and i think it owns it so so well and uh, to go off reed's point i agree there are so much that there is the show itself tackles some heavier themes throughout it's a, it's pilot episode, but it never like loses identity of what it is. It never like loses the sight of what genre or whatever tone it wants to go into. It could fall off by having like the murder, for example, be taken far more seriously. But it never lost that kind of tongue in cheek tone, which is why the buddy cop movies of the 90s worked and is why this show works so well. Like, for example, not to get ahead of ourselves when um Alice was talking, unraveling the murder at the end of the um episode. Um, And Max was like, oh, this is the best part. Oh, no, wait, this is the best part. Real serious subject matter, yet you're giggling the whole way through it because the show knows exactly what it wants to be. I laughed when um,
3: she referenced the book, Emma, and she's like, I didn't know that. I'm not that good. I had to look it up. But uh, Sabrina, do you remember that line in Abbott Elementary when Ava says, it's tough times out here. People need the laughs. Yes, that's, yes. It's that's, so great. What, that's like my review of wild cards. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's accurate, though, because I feel like it could have been another procedural that we're all kind of used to uh, where it's it's gritty. You know, we hear, we're here. We're we're making social commentary. We're sitting down to talk about like the ways in which things are going to crap, right? Like wherever we are. And instead, it's like, yeah, there's murder happening, but also let's have this. Let's have Max going through disguises and accents as we try to solve things. Let's have her being absolutely ridiculous. And then when it's important, we'll slow down and she'll be serious. Because I feel like whenever Ellis is opening up. All, of the, all the joking goes to the side for the most part. And she really is just trying to see like what's going on here. She, she was genuine in the police station when she asked him why all of his coworkers rag on him. She mm-hmm. like noticed and she was like, what's, what's happening here? And he didn't want to talk to her, but that's something, she seems to be a person who checks in a lot. Like, what was that about? What are we doing? Like, or on the boat when she asks about the kids that he clearly has a fondness for and she gets the information about his brother. I think those little moments are some of the best in the show outside of the comedy, because it just reminds you that they're people and they have lives outside of each other and they have pasts. And we really want to know what happened in those pasts and how it informs them today in their work and how they move around in the world. Like, I'm really intrigued by how many people Max knows around Vancouver. And which ones are is she in trouble with and which ones are like people she goes to regularly when she needs to con somebody?
3: I love that in these kinds of shows where like the lead just has like she knows a guy. She knows so many guys. I'm so excited to get like a recurring character of like apart from her dad, of just like some random guy that she always uses who's like her go to and will always bail her out, keep her
2: secrets. I'm like, where's the I know she has one. Where is he? And that, that expertise gives it kind of like a, um like it feels that like kind of procedural TV of the mid 2000s, late 2000s, um, when like it would give every episode its own unique kind of flavor. And that's one thing I'm really excited about with Wild Cards, because this is one of those shows where we know there's an overarching story, but I'm every bit as interested in, oh, what are we getting up to this week? What are we getting up to this week? Just because of the tone of the show. And you're right, because Max knows so many people, it could like land itself, one episode would be, could be completely different from the next. And I think that'll, that'll probably lean itself right into finding out more about who she is as a person um i completely agree with what you're saying sabrina and that you get to see more of how genuine she is quite early on like we're not uh, this concept in the past has been like the hero doesn't get on with the villain of the post because they're villainous whereas quite early on even though she's committed crimes per se so to speak we still see that she's a very genuine person i know there are secrets coming up and that the ending tag definitely teased that I think they're definitely luring us into a false sense of security. So they got that out of the way quickly only to like smack us over the head with it in the final few moments. We're like, wait, there's more to the story, which totally makes sense. But you can see that Max underneath the veil, so to speak, Max is very, very genuine. She, she loves having a laugh and she doesn't take things very seriously. But like when she's called out on it, like when um Alice said, "Where well, this isn't a game you could see in her face. She was well aware of the fact that it wasn't a game. She's she's in, she's in this for more important reasons than what the concept dictates. Yeah, she's having the time of her life and she's doing it to keep uh, stay out of jail and stay free, so to speak. But as it goes on, I think we're going to learn that there's more to it than that. And I, I also think, that, like you said, as we as we meet more people in her life, we'll also learn that there's more to her than that. And I think that's very much what's going to drive her arc.
3: Do we think that it's all connected somehow?
1: The um, him being framed for having cocaine and then what's ever going on with her dad. Yeah. Yes. I feel one, like
3: there's some overlap.
1: I feel so like that too. And I'm trying to remind myself, this is not a CBS procedural drama. So the likelihood of her dad somehow being responsible for his brother's murder is not, it's probably very low, but that is my fear. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, yeah. like, that that's going to be like, uh, a season-ending wedge hopefully not hopefully those two things are separate but i don't Do we know.
3: know what i heard what george is in
2: jail for
1: not yet i don't believe
3: okay he doesn't seem like a dangerous guy he seems like a good guy
2: he seems really nice doesn't he considering yeah. <laughs> his reputation procedure. um I, I agree. I, that's the weird thing. I, you know, when you watch something a second time and you can see all the hints that the planet, you're like, should have seen that the first time it was only when Alice alluded, it had that moment re spoke about what happened to his brother in his past. I was like, is this one of those moments when we reach the end of the season? I'm going to look back. I was like, should have picked up on something there. So you're wondering, is it a genuine heart to heart between the two? Or was that them seeding some information that like Reed said, the overall arc, it, it, it relates to it. Um, It's going to be interesting because it's, Obviously, uh, Max's dad was able to get more information about Alice. And you're like, are we just supposed to buy that he was able to get more information about Alice because he's this like old like prison lord who has all these connections or was yes. there a reason for it? <laughs>
1: Who knows? Who knows? I think what was interesting, though, about that being the last shot was that before that, we got so much character development in Ellis simply going through the stages of what was going on in the crime that Max committed. Like, both. It was an interesting scene because I felt like it showed both of their hearts. Mm-hmm. Like, he took the time while working another case to help her. And then they all got to learn she was actually helping a woman escape s- servitude. Like she, um, she was being held against her will, and that was the only means of, of getting her to be able to leave, to be able to escape this woman who definitely deserves to
3: be in jail. So see, uh, I never doubted Max. Like, even if she was just, like, run-of-the-mill, like, yeah, I'm going to steal this woman's jewelry, I would have been like, yes, I support see. women's wrongs. Do what you got to do. <laughs>
4: <laughs> you know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator.
3: um but i never i knew she, i knew she had good intentions and when he revealed that i was like yes that's my girl that's her <laughs> <laughs>
1: that is funny i feel like for me i love max and i trust her about 85% and i feel like that is healthy <laughs> but like what i the only thing i don't want is for there to be something that would color this show more dramatically than it needs to be, but I yeah. feel like I have faith that they won't do that just because of the structure of this premiere. It just doesn't seem like it's going to be a series that's going to get incredibly dark, even though it will. Mm-hmm. It, there will be moments, of course, that are true to life that are that are dark. Like I'm sure that will get allowed. I mean, that we'll a lot I of mean
3: the central case of the pilot was um, a wife killing. Was there her brother-in-law? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because they were having an affair? What happened? Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. think, <laughs> wait, my wires crossed. Is that actually what happened? So they were the it's, thieves. It's, it's, it's pretty dark. But I mean, like, given the tone of the show, it's like, it could be darker.
1: It could be. Think and not me sweeping that like under so. the rug.
3: <laughs> it's dark. <laughs> but like, I don't know. The, the show doesn't present it as like a like an enormous, like, do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, yeah. it's not yeah. like
2: okay yep. i feel like I'm, i just did not
3: make a point no, you no, did. no I, yeah i
2: know exactly what i mean <laughs> i always say that about the, the comparison between arrow and the flash arrow presented murder and crime as such a serious thing whereas the flash was like oh let's stop some meta humans in central city this week so it's very much the tone of the show and i feel like that's what wild card is going for not quite as like light as the flash but it definitely leans into that whole like gimmicky oh this is our case of the week and uh yes yeah, something serious happened but i'm gonna crack a joke about it and y'all are gonna laugh because that's the tone of the show and yeah, but there is so weight well. to
3: it because they linger on Max's face the way she's feeling the gravity of the moment and implications of the truth coming out about this family and the, mm-hmm. the 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 tragedy that happened. Um I had a second point to go off of that. Oh, I lost it.
1: Was it about the moment? It starts as a it starts as a joke. It's the same scene in which she says that she, she's not so good that she knows Emma.
3: No. It was it came back to me. <laughs> <laughs> it was me um my fear and i think we talked about this we didn't talk about it in the spoiler free review but my fear that in like the last minute after that reveal that we were going to find out like the twins switched or something like there was going to be like a like a bait and switch a melodrama bait and switch and i'm glad that they didn't but that it was just part of my fear and we share this fear of like watching so much television that we can see certain twists that could be implemented and fearing that they will be and then being grateful that they aren't because it's it's an easy thing to be able to be like let's do this too but it's like let's restraint pull back mm-hmm. <laughs> and i'm glad they let that moment be what it was
1: what i'm hearing is we have trauma from previous we shows
3: do. <laughs> we I, have, do. I have television trust issues
1: well i mean but it's understandable though because i think I'm not sure how long the dark, gritty drama era has been going on. Maybe 10 years. Um, but it really has been living with us. Like even with network television. I mean, there are procedurals everywhere and they are dark. Like it, I mean, they have light moments. There's levity, but not light like this. It's mm-hmm. really not. This is kind of reminding me of the early seasons of Nancy Drew. Yeah. In terms mm-hmm. of the ways in which it's like, yes, something serious is happening. Like, like, for instance, in the first season, Tiffany Hudson was murdered. But we were laughing a lot <laughs> as There's they were levity. solving the case. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just happy about wild cards. I just think that it's it's good that we have this on the CW. Well, it's good that we have this on network TV, to be honest.
3: Yeah. Can we talk about what we couldn't talk about in the spoilers review that I like was dancing around mm-hmm. not very well? The kiss. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, seeing it again actually last night was that was a lot. I know it just the pilot. Who's doing it like this? Nobody. I can't think of a
1: single single pilot kiss between the two leads. Um, Usually, we even the CW tweeted
3: like it's the first episode, and I was like, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it is.
2: <laughs> I think it's interesting watching the reaction because that kind of caught me off guard as well. I was like, "Oh wow, we're doing it this quickly!" Um, and I'm glad we obviously have a whole season to play with this But like the first episodes, a lot. Um, like this isn't a show that like fill in the pilot. Hopefully, hopefully we have everything and hope and pray to get picked up. No, this is this is a ten episode season, and like it did it right in the first episode, so it's interesting watching the reaction online, and it's been pretty much the same. Everyone's been like, "Oh wow, they're doing it in the first episode." The ship is alive and well in the first episode, and I mean, like after the chemistry on that moment, the the way Al- the Alice's face afterwards, the way Max even kind of lingered. I mean, like hooked, hook line and sinker in it. I mean,
3: I mean, I don't believe that it's going to be pedals the metal, mm-hmm. obviously, and I think we know as much from certain things that have been said but the fact that we even got that i don't even want to say tease because it's not a tease because i feel like and i said this in the spoiler review because it was in the trailer the electric moment of them seeing each other for the first time like that would have been enough for me to be like yep that's the couple even if that didn't happen it's just like the chemistry and the way the show is set up it's like inherent that Mm -hmm. this is somehow gonna end up romantic um But the fact that we got, we got it, like, I feel like it's a culmination of everything that we've been saying is just like, don't waste time. And sometimes it's a double edged sword because sometimes shows don't waste time, but they it's it happens in an unfair way where it feels like it's not organic to the plot. It just feels like we're doing too much too soon. This felt so organic and like It didn't feel out of place to me maybe Mm -hmm. other people might feel it was out of place but to me it just felt i just felt like another layer of ellis seeing her differently i don't know it just it worked so well and more pilot kisses i don't know that's my that's the platform I'm going to run on for pre- the presidency on. <laughs> I, but I
1: think though that works so well is too that, like you said, we're, we're not wasting time for one, but for two, this is not a show in which like the two leads have fire chemistry, but one of them is already in a relationship, which mm-hmm. is like, which is typical on television for a lot of shows where they have male and female leads where you're like, now we know you're putting those two together but now we have to wait for someone to get divorced or for the spouse to cheat or for them to die like 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 tarzan
2: michael falling (laughs) off the roof i know (laughs) so
1: so it makes it like you know it's going to be like a really slow burn but then you're also like i feel bad for this character because they really Mm -hmm. are only here to be the obstacle
3: yeah and there's always that in a longer running show there's that one season where maybe the couple is dated or maybe the world there won't they is taking a long pause because one of the characters is in a committed long-term relationship for a whole season like Loreline Digger season four Gilmore Girls uh Zoe and that random author in season three of Heart of Dixie it's like like it's fine for what it is like it's television I'll watch it but like I'm not rooting for them like because I know it's gonna end mm-hmm. <laughs> so it just feels like that kind of like purgatory season of you're like okay we're here it's fine <laughs> but like we know it's not happening. Um, I do feel like, and I think it would be interesting if maybe, like, for one of the cases or, like, randomly. And I feel like it could happen. Like, an one of Alex's, like, exes or maybe he had an ex-fiance or something comes up and Max feels some kind of way about it. I don't know. I feel like that could be interesting. Um, I really don't see in this 10-episode season either of them getting in a relationship after that it just doesn't seem to track that they're going on but who knows we could no. be wrong.
1: i mean i mean, not a relationship i could see someone one of them getting put on a date for whatever mm-hmm. reason or like honestly i feel like this show could be very trope heavy and the fun ones though right like uh we have to share a bed someone mentioned that on on twitter that this see, uh...
3: i i think didn't we say this too tropes are good if executed properly Mm-hmm. And that's yep. a, it's a fine line to walk, but so far, so good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they
1: already did. We had to pretend to be a couple, and it worked. Yeah. That's how you get the kiss. Like, I, I mean, the like... flip
3: side Max maybe has to pretend to be a couple with somebody else they're working in case on, and Ellis is jealous. Mm-hmm.
2: I love that. I love that. And that's the thing. With I know the season like is this. filmed, but like, ideas... <laughs> <laughs> Listen, missing the moles. Awesome. Um, and I think that's the beauty of a show like this. And that's the thing. It's kind of dropped a lot of the shackles that would hold a show like this back, like being in a relationship with a character who's nothing but an obstacle to the plot um uh but the fact that like when you when you had this kind of concept where there are, like two agents are having to act as a different role every single week we saw it in the likes of Legends of tomorrow or something else like that but when you have something like this, we could have saved that plot for two or three episodes down the line four or five maybe when they got to know each other better but no no we have them having to have that kiss right right out of the gate and i think it's made us all set up and pay attention isn't why like if they're doing this in the first episode what are they going to do next and agree, the one when you said that the, they could bring in more of the like familiar shops that it would be welcomed i could definitely see like ellis having to pretend to be on a date with someone to get some information and him being the awkward one not knowing what to do it max in the corner like doing <laughs> And then when he does do great, she starts getting jealous and feeling a certain way about it, or vice versa, as Reed suggested as well. So right, I feel like...
3: like pretending to be the waitress on the date, and then she's like, Oops, I spilled
2: the wine. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know, it's like there's, there's no shackles here. We have 10 episodes of just pure, uh, unadulterated fun, and I can't wait to see what they do with that
3: My other favorite part of the kiss is like that subtle moment after when they both appear to have a realization, but then they just like no time we gotta go mm-hmm. it's like the it was the correct amount of time to linger on them without whacking us over the face like they like each other it's like we got it we saw <laughs> yeah.
2: and i said a lot about their characters as well because um max is the one that's known for like she knows the game she knows how to do it but she was a little taken aback by it um and like oh wow i felt that out but then instantly she was like right back to it, which showed how committed she was to the role but then alice who's the one who's been committed the whole time he kind of just lingered after her for a couple of seconds so what i feel like that was, that was like, about? exactly yeah the world 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 of it. yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was some great acting between the both of them i in the interview with jacqueline he had mentioned though that we're gonna pump the brakes
3: Okay. See, I, I I did carefully refer to that. I didn't know if that was included in your interview. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I was like, let me not tag and tag that he said that in case Sabrina doesn't want that out in the world. Oh, no, it's fine.
1: No, the whole we didn't cut anything, so it's good. Um, okay, they, cool.
3: I was not sure what made the final cut. Uh, but
1: they. Um... But yeah, he said we're pumping the brakes. Not that you won't feel the connection between the two of them, but as far as them sort of sorting through their romantic feelings, that's not happening. It's 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 very concealed. Don't feel, but since they're both terrible at that, it's going to be fun to see them. Gonna, I work feel it like it it's out. the
3: classic: will they, won't they? Push pull.
1: Mm-hmm. But <sighs> they definitely will. Like that's the thing that's so great about watching this show is you can feel that. It's like it's reading a it or watching it. Yeah. We know the happily ever <laughs> after is happening we just don't know when it's coming mm-hmm. yeah so excited for that like really excited for that because that means that the flirting is going to be impeccable
3: yes 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 I, oh my god i'm so excited that we can finally like talk about
1: i know the show
3: in its full form
1: Which is, I think, what we're each week we're going to eat, not just between them as like with the ship that we're definitely on, but also with the cases. I'm excited for a case of the week style show, um, especially because we do know that it is going to be set all over Vancouver, so we will be outdoors. We will be like we can expect Max to be trying on different disguises, and for Alice to be exasperated, and them um, to be solving the cases together. I think it's going to be fun because sometimes procedurals can get a little rote, but with these two dynamic characters, seeing them switch up their dynamic each episode is going to be great.
3: And we got the real star of the show, Jonesy. Yes. Yep. As Mark. Yes. As Mark. <laughs>
1: who has an answer for everything i love that little love muffin is good in every episode so
3: fluffy but also kind of looks like an alien he's just so cute <laughs> like, right? i want to see him involved in a case like i want him to like be i want him to help on one of the cases i think it'd be so cute and funny like we just right. don't have animal sidekicks on tv anymore that's another thing i love about the show that it feels so like heartwarming and nostalgic Is like there's an animal sidekick there used to be like a dog or cat in like every show in the 90s <laughs> when we were growing up. Why did we get rid of that? I mean, I'm sure there's probably valid reasons about like um, having animals on set, but Jonesy seems to be, I mean, he steals the spotlight. He
1: does. And he, he deserves to be number one dog. on the call sheet. <laughs> I
3: mean
1: <laughs> the luxury this cat probably has <laughs> of just like he just he can do whatever he wants, but he does Mark does sneak into the police cruiser, so I'm assuming that there will be an episode in which he does that again and they're like, Mark, you cannot help us solve the murder. <laughs> I wanna
3: see him in like a cute little like police vest too. Oh. <laughs> was he in
1: a life jacket on the boat in one of the I in, think in the was. pilot?
3: Yeah. I, he needs he I wanna see his wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh god, I really do think I wonder though, I mean, I'm sure it'll just be Mark because Mark is actually part of the talent section On the press site <laughs> 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 But I actually Kind of would like to see other animal companions Too, I'd love to see a, a canine um, mm. Walking around um, And perhaps there's A little backstory about how Mark doesn't like that Dog
2: <laughs> <laughs> Subplot, we need that <laughs>
1: Yes, the adventures of Mark And whatever that canine's name is But to go back to the casework though how did y'all feel about the way that they handled
3: it? Like narratively or like <laughs> narratively? That mm-hmm. was great. Mm-hmm. I mean, I in the spoiler free, free review. I kind of explained mm-hmm. how I felt without being able to reveal the spoilers, which is like, and it's no fault of the show. Again, it's me. Like sometimes like there's that third or fourth twist and I'm kind of like lose track of what's happening. But for the most part, Um, I think procedurals do a great job of like explaining in the end, like how everything ended up the way it was. There's always like that twist. That's like, okay, that's not really important. You -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. I know. I don't really need to bank that in the brain. Like I can just catch up with you when you hit the, hit the ending. Um, but I was, I was entertained the whole time, each twist and turn. I love when she walks into that, That room, like she owned the place, and the twins were like, Not you. (laughs) Like, I was, I also could not have guessed where it was going, also.
2: Yeah. And that's the thing. It's just, it was firing on all cylinders the longer the episode went on, which is when you kind of expect it to start slowing down and like paying more attention to the plot. But it never overwhelmed the show. I don't know whether it's just this show's got such a good balance of tone, of uh, storyline. And um, the case of the week was at the forefront of it the whole time. And it never like took away from the other stories that was going on. And I know maybe that's just down to how well the show balances its tone because it never lets the serious part of it get too serious. But like at the end there, they really revealed a lot of information through dialogue. But because it was such a quirky, quirky kind of tone and the actors did it so, so well it never felt like you were just being exposited information. It just, it all came across so well. And it was a complex twist. Like Reed said, lots of twists and turns, but it never felt overwhelming, if you know what I mean. And I think that's the thing that the show did so well. And if it wants to continue doing that for its remaining nine episodes of season one, I'm all for it.
3: I don't want to be over overly complimentary, but I feel like this, we have to remember like this is a pilot and it had so much to do like we had to get to know these two characters the dynamic it had to set up like point a point b of them like suddenly working together while also juggling a case which on some shows could have been the season-long arc <laughs> so it's like they accomplished a lot in this time which i think we also said previously um but it, it just did so so seamlessly like there the focus was so like michael said balanced between like getting to know max and ellis getting to know their dynamic getting to know backstories while also unraveling this mystery which who knows if it'll still be relevant to the plot next week who knows if it'll carry over at all but um but yeah i think it it was i don't know how they did it i would never be able to write an episode of television like this especially not a pilot are you kidding me
1: I loved it because it's a cozy mystery. Like, yes, there's murder, but it also felt like the type of procedural opener where if you had like had to tune out for a moment, and you came back in, it's fine. Like it doesn't feel like it takes all of your brain power necessarily to like enjoy it. Like whether you decided to try to solve long or you were just gonna let them figure it out. It just felt like something you could you could sit in and enjoy and still like and still feel like you're getting a real case. Um, and not something that's just slap ash in in the episode, which was something that we had kind of felt about Tarzan. You know, there were cases mm-hmm. that were meaty and then there were cases that
3: we were like- Super thin.
1: Super thin. And we, were, but it, it, we spent the whole episode acting as if we were really getting down to business. And I felt like wild cards did get down to business, but it also gave us the ability to- learn about these characters like i mean over the head
3: we were concerned about his safety in this episode like i gasped and i was like i've only known this man for 30 minutes
1: (laughs) (laughs) i mean that just shows how well though that they did the investment is there it's very effective and they seeded two separate mysteries
2: yeah exactly well three
1: right we don't we don't know who murdered his brother or if we will ever learn that we don't know who framed him by placing cocaine in his car and we have actually no idea what max is doing
3: yeah we don't know her real her real um thing i I don't think she's gonna double cross him
1: no but i want to know what she's doing to get closer to not necessarily closer to him it just seems like this worked out in her favor. I don't think she had any plans on actually using a connection with Ellis in order to get what okay. she wants. But it is, it is interesting also because there's a press photo of um, Jason Priestley in a suit and I'm trying oh. to figure out whether or not that's passed or we're going to see this man in court.
2: Ooh. Rope him into one of the cases of the week. Wouldn't that be fun? Um, He's oh, got the an ankle monitor on on the streets of
1: Vancouver.
2: You know, and this show, anything can happen. But yeah, but see, I- like
3: I, I that was a thing. She didn't have an ankle monitor. Mm-mm.
2: Mm-mm. They were
3: just like, yeah. Go ahead and work with this man. <laughs> I was like, Wait, is she a flight risk? What's happening? I, was like, I don't understand Canadian like law.
2: Apparently, I don't know. They're like, you go home now. Don't you leave? But I you mean, can go from home. what
3: I've seen in American shows, it's like like white collar. Like they had that man on a leash, pretty much. Like they, he could not move through New York, or he would be busted. <laughs> so I was like, that's what I was going on. And I was like, oh, they just let her walk out and go back to this
2: random mansion. Cool fine i don't I know. know i guess they trust her <laughs> like i know she didn't commit as serious a crime as some of the crimes that come up in the episode but you're like yeah do you not need to monitor what this woman's it up it seemed like they were throwing the book at her in the beginning so Bye. i was like i was like what's happening
1: michael <laughs> i believe you were about to say something though
2: uh oh yes and uh, the tag at the end sabrina you said you trust max 85 percent. i feel like that tag was intention that scene at the end was intentional to make us trust her maybe down to 60 percent because the dialogue was intentionally cliche oh we're on the we're so close to fi- getting what we want obviously they're not going to tell us what they want that was designed for a purpose to make us doubt die- max and it did a very very good job of that i don't doubt her i don't like reed said ride or die we're in this for the long haul but but i do understand why we should die her because the scene was designed to make us feel that way it was designed to make us feel like oh jason Priestley hasn't had much of a role but i guess he's going to and what kind of a role will he have will max ultimately have to choose between the two characters by the end of the season will her past life conflict with her current life i guess that's where we're going with the show and because we know nothing about the enigma that is max yet i cannot wait to see where it goes um But I don't think we're going to fall too far from Grace. Max is very quickly changing, although we're starting to see that she was already has a lot of good in her to begin with. And if we get more of that, I'm in it for the long haul.
1: I will say, though, I mean, even if she double crosses him, that would not bother me. (laughs) As someone who has a few dark ships, that would not like Catherine Pierce is one of my favorite characters on the Vampire Diaries, and Mm -hmm. she can't be trusted at all. Nope. so like yeah. I, I that would like that wouldn't necessarily bother me plus it depends be it is right
3: mm-hmm.
1: yes i think it's one of those things well
3: i don't want it to be like so serious that i would be like taken out of it or i'd be like this is not redeeming to me like it needs to be a minor infraction
1: hmm okay well so i only have two cw examples would it
3: one i'm not speaking of but go on (laughs) well you know the one
1: i'm thinking of so like we won't say it aloud but the ghost reason and then um then there's the one that is actually corporal um walker independence and like we wanted abby to step on tom but did it take me out of the ship no (laughs) no
3: (laughs) <laughs> i wish we could watch that show again for the first time that was there's nothing like that No. Um,
1: <laughs> so i mean like it really just depends i think that the the the, cra- the writing is going to yeah. really plays into that a lot i think sometimes the way certain things are written or just how deeply invested you are in a ship can sort of affect the way that you see the betrayal, whatever the betrayal is. But again, this is a blue sky right. drama, so the b- betrayal probably will be light. I mean, it'll probably get as dark as that time on the White Collar when um, Matt Bummer's character does. I don't remember the FBI agent's name either, but Peter, I think there's a se- Peter. Yeah, I think there's a season ender where he tells Peter he's going to do one thing, and instead he just escapes. He was always. Oh yeah. Gosh. But I think he just he chased after the the girl he's been chasing after for years or something, and Peter was yeah. like, no, and they they had to come back from that, and that was the big betrayal. But we were all like, y'all love each other now. He's your family. You're gonna forgive yeah. him, Peter.
3: Yeah, it took. That, there wasn't that whole season where they were feuding. Oh my god, that was a lot. Was that? I don't remember. Liked- I just remember there's that one season where they like hated each other, and there's like an episode where they were in a boxing ring together fighting each other. Do you remember that? <laughs>
0: Probably that was the season over. where I was
3: like, I watched, but I was like, this isn't really, you know, I'm, I'll, I'll be back into it when they're back together. Was <laughs> Hilly Burton
1: in that series in that season?
3: I don't remember what season it was, to be honest with you. Okay, because
1: I kind she was underused her... in
3: that show. I will just yes. say,
1: she's fantastic in it too. They needed to use yeah. her more. Not to get off track. So the um,
2: as... <laughs>
3: <laughs> this, one, this yeah, is wild card season two
2: material. It's it's gonna happen, <laughs> Michael.
3: If you haven't watched White Collar, I'm ho- it's coming to Netflix at some point this year. I don't Ooh. know if it's internationally, but like big recommend. Mm-hmm.
2: Just Thank saying. you. I well, that was on that was on my list of shows I should have watched like a decade ago, so you know what, no time like the present. See, get some the, material think, for Collar. I
3: think it's April it's coming.
2: Fingers Thank crossed it's international and not just US me being out in the cold again <laughs> i
1: think we've inadvertently entered into um a if you like wild cards watch these shows segments yeah <laughs> okay
3: i mean max gave her own
1: list. Yes, you're right
3: in the episode try, try. <laughs> castle castle yeah yes and then and the stars that's third born. one that once again we keep forgetting a star is born wasn't it? a star is born yes. we're not including that that's not <laughs> <It is>. that's, <laughs> different. that's for a whole different audience. <laughs>
1: Okay, before we wrap, though, is there anything else in the episode that we have yet to talk about that we
3: need to talk about? I can't think of anything.
2: I feel like we covered most bass Oh. I'm sure we could. Oh.
3: I want to,
1: okay, Reed, I believe you told me this, and then somebody else on Twitter told me this, too, that we will not be keeping Noah. But I would like the actor who plays Noah and Joey, but I can only care about Noah, um, to- That's a Joey.
3: I told um, you. This.
1: I believe so. But it might not have been on Pod. It might have been um,
3: sidebar. No, I—I I mean, it sounds like that could have happened. I don't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> because he's
1: on Family Law.
3: Right?
2: Yes, he's, he has. Yes, he has.
1: I oh, was oh. It you, Michael who said it. In either case, I've been informed
2: that,
1: he's back, that he will probably will <laughs> not be back. But I'm manifesting an appearance. I mean, they that'd be
2: a fun it, recurring but... role, wouldn't it? Sometimes yes. you do find that the victim of the one of the victims of the pilot episode end up playing more of a recurring status throughout the the season. I would like that. He, he seemed to have a good rapport with Max. That would be nice. I'm sure it would further her story as well.
1: Yes, because she needs an antiquities dealer.
2: She does. You never know what she'll get up to. <laughs> you
1: never know. Right, uh, but I mean, and it's room for more jokes as well. So that's a, at least that's all I want. Bring back Noah.
2: Yeah. yeah. Guest stint. It's only 10 episodes.
3: Give us like two more. Right yes i also just want to implore people to watch it because if i don't get at least six seasons of the show you know
1: also don't rest on it being co-produced by a canadian company y'all that does not mean cbs cbs cw won't just drop the show if it doesn't work for them stateside
2: Mm Mm-hmm. tune in Every much. Wednesday night. Understand? I had to think mm-hmm. there, but it's been a long time since we've done this. But yeah, <laughs> tune in every Wednesday night.
1: Wednesdays at 8 p.m. on the CW. If you miss it, it will stream on the CW app and at CWTV.com.
2: Feels like Just my saying. Star like Girl plug. I missed doing that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> watch the show, please. We need yes. a season two.
2: Definitely. Yeah, all seriousness. Watch it. Yeah, yes. it's so entertaining. You won't regret it. And <laughs>
1: <laughs> right, that's it for this pod, you guys. Thank you for listening. Way to CW Spiral. I'm Sabrina.
2: I'm Maiko, and I'm Reid. Hi, y'all.
4: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on brunch for mom,
0: all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today.